Hey, 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 Carrie here, and welcome to the Visibility Playground Podcast. Today we have someone that I am super excited about. She is truly a gift in her space. She teaches you how to be healthy and how to just really be aligned with who you are and choosing that journey that feels right for you. Um, I'm super excited to share her, and I think it's just going to be a really great conversation. So we'll cue the intro, and let's get into it. Hey, guys, Carrie here, and welcome to the Visibility Playground Podcast, the podcast that shares visibility journeys of entrepreneurs and teaches listeners how to use visibility to build their brand and attract an audience of raving fans and customers. Every week, we will be bringing you stories and advice from entrepreneurs who've achieved visibility success, as well as helpful tips and strategies to help you grow and scale your business and really get it in the way that you always wanted. So join us and let's create a world where your story of your business is seen and heard. Alicia, how are you? Hi, Carrie. I'm doing well. It's great to see you. I know. I feel like I haven't seen you forever. And I was like, okay, I'm doing a podcast. I already have my people that I'm inviting. And I feel like, it's funny, I, I was talking to one of my friends. I was like, I feel like this podcast has been my way of like catching up with all my peeps. I'm like, what are you doing? You want to hang out? You want to come on the show? <laughs> so thank you so much for saying yes. Um, I'm super excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks for the invite. It was definitely great to hear from you. And uh, if this is the way that we get to catch up, then I'll definitely take it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so for the people who do not know you, who've been hiding on the rock, can you just share a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, my name is Alicia Carlson. I do a blend of life and health coaching, working with women, uh, and really the focus around the health is from what I call a non-diet perspective or a non-diet approach. Uh, at the heartbeat of my work, it really is about helping my clients heal their relationship to food, to their bodies, but ultimately themselves, because the relationship that we have to ourself kind of flows into everything else. Um, so that's a little bit kind of high level what I do. I am a mom, happily married. I have two dogs. That's kind of, you know, more of that like personal side. Um, but yeah, so I just, I really love to help my clients figure out how to kind of create that sense of work-life balance. Uh, so most of my clients are juggling their careers. So whether they own their own business or they just have a successful career in a different industry, um, but they also have a full family life. And so oftentimes what ends up happening is they, their own self-care kind of gets pushed off um, because they're so busy taking care of everybody else. So mm -hmm. I, I have seen that. I've definitely seen that for sure. Okay, let's dive in. What is your definition of visibility? Um, I mean, this is like super basic, I'm sure, but it's just putting yourself out there to be seen um, and to be heard. And it's being, I think, a little bit unapologetic about um I guess like who you are and and what gifts and talents and things like that that you have to contribute to the world. Mm -hmm. So, what are you doing unapologetically in your visibility journey? Um, so I do a lot of podcasts, actually guest podcasts for other people. That for me is a really fun way to be visible to kind of get exposure to different audiences that uh, I may not normally be able to reach myself. Um, I like to, I think when I'm thinking about, okay, how can I be visible? I try to think about what are things that I really enjoy doing? Um, I think we can kind of get caught up sometimes in 
like what the experts are saying, or you should do this and you should post here and you should be active on, you know, all of these different platforms, or you should really do it this way. And for me, this, the easiest way to stay consistent is to be doing something that I enjoy. So it's the guest podcast. It's, um, you know, doing like live workshops and things like that. It's doing my own podcast. I do also enjoy writing. So creating some social media content, like little mini blogs and things like that. So mm -hmm. I think when it comes to your own business and you're, you're trying to think about how can I get out there, really think about the types of things that you enjoy doing because you're going to be a lot more consistent if you're also able to have fun mm -hmm. um, trying to gain some visibility for your business. I love that because I feel like a lot of times there's people in the world, we'll call them the gurus, we'll just call them the gurus. Um, the gurus have told us that there's certain ways for people to be visible. And I feel like this is why this struggle or overwhelm around visibility kind of comes. Have you seen that or did you have you ever experienced that overwhelm because of the gurus out in the world? Yes, I and it's so funny that you say the word guru because I was thinking when I was just saying that, I was like, oh, the guru, you know, whatever the gurus are telling you to do. So that was funny that you actually used that word. Uh, I think definitely early on in my business, it was really easy to just kind of consume information from everybody, right? The interesting thing is, is that even when you're looking at a topic like visibility, you could have like 10 different gurus or experts or, you know, people that specialize in visibility, they're all probably going to tell you a slightly different strategy. And it's not that one is necessarily better than the other one works and another one doesn't. They've all worked for these people. And that's why they're now teaching that same strategy to somebody else. So I think for me, initially, I was just so I was like consuming all of this information from everybody else. And what has really helped is to like take some of that stuff, but really like come, it's like bringing it back to you, right? It's like, if you want to build a business that you enjoy, that you love, that really feels authentic and doesn't always necessarily feel like work. Yes. Get the experts. Yes. Use what the gurus are saying, but figure out how to make it your own. And so you really, I think kind of constraining to the amount of content that you're consuming, whether it's around visibility or marketing or selling or something like that. So have some constraint and then really ask yourself, like, how can I take what this person is teaching and sort of make it my own so that it's something that I actually enjoy doing? It's funny, a lot of things, a lot of times, and I would say this is probably one of my big, my biggest hacks is I don't actually watch anybody in marketing or, or visibility. Like I'll look at fashion brands. I'll look at makeup brands. I'll look at people that are not in my industry and I'll just look and see how are they being visible. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask myself, I'm like, well, this stuff seems fun. I wonder if I could figure out a way to pull this into my, into my thing. I love that. Yeah. That you're kind of looking sort of outside of your own industry, because I mm -hmm. think sometimes too, that can also stir up um, the feeling of competition or inferiority. If you're looking at what somebody else is doing and you're trying to gain inspiration, but you're also a little bit jealous or envious of what they're doing and you don't, you like use that against yourself. So that sort of eliminates that threat if you are looking outside of your industry. So that's a, actually a brilliant strategy. 
Yeah, because like sometimes like I'll look at like make because I, I really love makeup and fashion. So I'll be looking at makeup and fashion ones and I'm like, ooh, that would be super cool if like I could figure out like I could use this trending sound here. I can use that here. Or I see they have this girl talking about like her best life ever. And I'm like, ooh, I can tie that in to me talking about my year of joy and just like figuring out ways to tie in life. Because I think a lot of times that's a piece that we forget mm -hmm. is we have to tie in our life into this content, into this visibility plan, or it is going to feel overwhelming. It is going to feel difficult or dense. It's not going to feel like fun or like play. Mm -hmm. um, so I think like what you said is like you like writing. That's something that you naturally like doing. I naturally like talking and meeting people. So a lot of times for me, when it comes to my visibility strategy, it is creating opportunities and spaces where I can talk and meet more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just figuring out like, how do you like to do that? Right. It's like, for me, I'm, I tend to be fairly extroverted. So going to fun live events, like that's a very natural place for me to be able to meet people, talk about what I do and um, sort of network and make some new connections. But if you're somebody that would say you're not really a people person, <laughs> then you would probably think that's your nightmare and you'd rather, you know, find other ways to sort of get your name out there. No, I agree. And I think a lot of times it's being able to ask yourself, one, I think the first piece is understanding that there's multiple ways to be visible. Um, I would like to call them like the four, we call them the visibility vitamins, but it's being able to understand that you have online presence. So that's like your social media, that's your website, that's your blogs. That actually is just one form of visibility. And think about how many things you can do online to be visible. So that's just, but that's just one form. Mm -hmm. The second one is strategic partnerships. How many people have amazing relationships with people that can say, hey, let's actually do this together. Hey, can um, can we go live together? Can we share? Um, can we create an offer together? Can I be a part of your um, offer? Let's do something and collaborate our resources. Mm -hmm. The next one is I say speaking, like what um, what Alicia's doing right now, speaking on my podcast, tapping into a new people's audiences. That's a way to be more visible. And the last one I say is old school and new school PR. And that's being able to uh, rely on someone else to do your public relations for you or for you to do it for yourself. Literally, like we um we one of we have somebody, her name is Annie, and literally on Thursday, she sent out 90 pitch letters mm -hmm. for me. I don't have time to do 90 pitch letters. I don't have even have time to put up one pitch letter together. Mm -hmm. So for her to be able to do that, it's able for me to now tap into new audiences by using what I feel good about, which is speaking, connecting. So it's being able to understand like your, what I say is like your visibility vitamins and knowing like what's the dosage that's going to feel right for you because everybody's visibility journey is different. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, this is something that I apply with my clients a lot, right? It's like when somebody's looking to make changes in their lifestyle or something like that, they tend to want to make all of the changes or do everything at once. And I would say like very rarely are people in that place of like, okay, it's time to make all of the changes and they do, they like, it's like, okay, I need to do this. I need to stop doing this. And they just do it. But for probably 99% of the people, even though we think that's what we need to do, that strategy ends up backfiring. And I think that same thing can happen in business. It can happen with your visibility where you think, oh, I need to be in all of the places. I need to be doing all of this stuff at once. 
but it's like find one place to start and just start to build some momentum, start to build some consistency there, some confidence in yourself too, right? It's like the more that you're out there talking about what you do, the more you start to believe in it. Um, and then you slowly start to add other things to it, right? I mean, that's going to be something that I think creates a lot more momentum, a lot more success versus sort of that all or nothing thinking, okay, I have to do everything. And then you kind of wear yourself out, you get overwhelmed, you start spinning out, and then you pretty much stop and you're not doing anything. Exactly. No, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. So I always like to say that it's all about understanding your threshold for safety and protection and then moving that threshold back as you get comfortable mm -hmm. and then keep pushing yourself, keep pushing your gut and keep trying until you feel comfortable because visibility, I say at the core foundations is scary for, I would say, 99.9% .9 of humans because it goes against a natural distinct need of safety and protection. Mm -hmm. And you saying, oh, I want to be visible. Oh, I want to be vulnerable. It goes directly against that. So being able to understand that safety and protection, that's your safety and protection threshold, that's going to help you feel more comfortable being able to put yourself out there more. Yeah. I, th I think a lot, obviously, in like fitness um, analogies and it that idea of the threshold really I think it's like with weight training, right? Yes. Like you're going to start running. Maybe you have the goal eventually of running a marathon, but if you've never ran before, going out and trying to run 26 miles at once is going to be a pretty miserable experience, right? So you just slowly build up your mileage or, you know, you start with body weight maybe only, and then you eventually add some resistance and then you just keep adding the weight as you become stronger, right? Like as your threshold increases. And so it's that same kind of idea, right? It's like, just sort of dip your toes in, test the water. And then as you start to build up uh, some immunity, <laughs> then you maybe start to kind of put yourself out there a little bit more. And there's something that I want to tie into that is you have to keep going mm -hmm. because anyone, like the moment that you, let's say that you finally got to a 300 deadlift, and then let's say you stop for six months, guess what? When you come back and try to do that three, 300 um, weight deadlift, it's not going to feel the same as it did when you were when you were working. So you're going to have to go back and mm -hmm. start at ground zero and realize that you have to build your threshold up again. Yeah. I would say as you were talking about people that don't like to be visible or don't like to be seen, I was like, that is definitely the opposite of me. I think um, I've always just kind of been like the performer and wanted to be on stage and wanted to be kind of out there. Um, and there, you know, there was a lot of, I think, mindset work to work through in terms of like, that's some like shameful or wrong. And so, you know, I think, again, it's just like being able to kind of honor a little bit of like how you were naturally gifted and made and wired and just figuring it out and tapping into it and um, using it the best that you can to your ability. So. No, I love that. Um, all right. So last question, what advice would you give the Alicia of three years ago? Oh gosh. Um, I would be like, you just have to keep going and be like believing in yourself and the off, you know, like what you're offering, what you have to give to the world is everything like everything else really does stem from having just a rock solid belief 
in the work that you're doing and yourself to be the one to kind of carry that out. Um, that's definitely going to be the foundation that if you, if that is shaky, then everything else that you build on top of that is always going to be a little bit shaky. And the, it's always a work in progress, right? Like new level, new devil. So I love that so much. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Like, I think, I think a lot of times, like, I always like asking this question about the advice, because I feel like those pieces, it's like, you might like, there's people that I've heard of like, Kara, I feel like I've said this to myself so many times, but listening to this person say it, it this finally clicked. And even like, we've had people that had aha moments when they were even like answering the question, like, oh, they were like, oh yeah, I'm noticing I'm doing that right now. <laughs> yeah. So um, I appreciate you. Thank you for that advice. I think being able to understand, put yourself out there, new levels, new devils, and being able to address, address it when you get there instead of like worrying or having the fear around it, mm -hmm. I think it's really powerful. Yeah. You just have to take the next step, right? I mean, that's all we ever can really do. And I think sometimes it does become overwhelming and very daunting and we can be filled with anxiety and worry when we think, try to think too far ahead. So. Yeah, there was, I was added and I was, I hosted a, um, a mixer on Sunday um, here in Denver. And one of our speakers at the event uh, we were, it was, of course, it was about women's, women's month because we still got a couple more days. And, <laughs> and what we were talking about was how, like, women are taught to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And, but boys and men are taught to be brave. And, I, and like, I don't, it's so funny because I've heard that before. But, like, that day when she said, I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> That is it. And it was like, especially as a woman, if you're a woman entrepreneur, you're listening to this, is be brave. Like it doesn't like if you think about men when they put things out, they just put it out there. And they're not asking yourself, like, is this 100% perfect? Is it 100% done? They're like, we're just going to put it out there. We're going to hope for the best and we'll, we'll tweak it on the back end. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that braveness. And I think um, that piece plays a part, too. So mm -hmm. just remember, be brave. You don't mm -hmm. have to be perfect. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will bid you amazing humans adieu. I need to spend a little bit more time with Alicia on the back end. But, guys, we are so grateful for you. And we will see you next time. Bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Visibility Playground podcast. If you're now like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to dive into my visibility, or you're just like, I just want to assess where I am in my visibility journey, take the Visibility Vitals Check Quiz. You can go to www.visibilityvitalquiz.com. I will make sure that I put it in the show notes, but make sure that you go take the quiz, DM me, let me know how it went. Talk soon.